Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and we are coming at you on a Monday. I am going to be your host today, uh, Jen Ichikawa, was unable to make this episode, but she is going to be coming back real soon. She will be on the episode coming up next Monday with um, Craig Barber, who's the CEO of O'Charlie's. What a fun conversation that was. And uh, today, we are coming at you with the Walker Brothers. Who are the Walker Brothers, you may say? The Walker Brothers are a local kombucha maker. They're a company that makes kombucha. You may have heard about kombucha. They make both hard kombucha as well as, is it called soft kombucha? I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll find out in this interview. So what they do is they uh, they ferment tea and then they turn it into kombucha. So if you've ever wondered what it was or how it is and you want to support a local company, these guys are amazing. They are brothers and today they tell their story. This was truly a... Um, a fun interview. So nice to get to know them. We've been wanting to talk to them for a really, really long time. They've been referenced multiple times in previous interviews, and just it was great to get them both here in studio. So we're going to do that here in just a second. want to say thank you guys for all the follows. Uh, you can find us at Instagram at Nashville underscore restaurant underscore radio. And you can go subscribe to this podcast. So I do some crazy things. I put episodes out all the time that are just random. I don't. I try and do Mondays and sometimes a bonus episode Fridays when there's a lot of people that are coming into an interviews. But sometimes I put out episodes randomly on Thursdays or sometimes I put them out Sunday afternoon. You have no idea. Uh, if you're a subscriber, it will let you know when I push out content early if you're just Dying to hear it. So go and subscribe. Turn on those notifications and go find us on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to start adding more videos to YouTube here real soon. I've kind of been on a pause as we've been making videos for Facebook and our reels and just some goofy stuff that we've been doing. You can also follow us on TikTok. We're kind of all over the place. So um, thank you, the listener, for listening. And uh, we love feedback. So let us know. Find it. You can DM me anytime. I'd love to know what your thoughts are on these episodes. If you have anybody you'd like to nominate to be on the show, uh, I love it. Uh, this, that's exactly what we're looking for. So we're going to do a couple of ads here, and then we're going to jump in with the Walker Brothers. Have a great week, y'all. One of God's great gifts to this world was fresh baked bread. That's why Sharpier's Bakery delivers six days a week to your restaurant as they've been doing for 36 years. Aaron Moso's family has been running Sharpier's Bakery, locally owned and operated right here in Nashville, Tennessee, like I said, for 36 years. Go check them out at sharpies.com. That's C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com or Sharpier's Bakery on Instagram and Facebook. Give Aaron Moso a call at 615-319-6453 to set up an appointment to talk about what fresh bread you'd like delivered to your restaurant today. You have heard me talk about SuperSource for the last two years. And in that time, Jason Ellis, I feel like he's taken over the city. It is hard for me to get a guest in here that doesn't use SuperSource. And I'm telling you, everybody loves him. When you mention Jason, they're like, oh my gosh, that guy's legitimate. 
Now ask yourself this question. Do you feel that way about the person that provides you with your dish machine and chemicals? Because he's the real deal. And guess what? He's not going to make you sign a five-year contract. He's never going to say, well, you signed a contract. It's on you. He goes week to week. You never sign a contract. So he earns your business every single week. I loved it when we had Cam and Nikki in from the Red Perch, and they said he's like one of our employees when he's in the building. He's that good. You should call him today. If you don't feel that way about your dish machine and chemical person, 770-337-1143 is how you get a hold of Jason. Or go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab. There's a special link on there that will get you special discounts for new customers. Call him now. We are super excited today to welcome in Sam and Luke Walker. And they are the brothers who are the owners of Walker Brothers Kombucha. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay, so let's get, let's let everybody know whose voice is whose, because you're going to hear these different people talking. Sam, give me like a, hi, I'm Sam. Give me like your 90 second elevator pitch or something. What do you tell people you do at the company? Hi, I am Sam. I am the older brother. Oh, you took one of my questions. You're the <laughs> older brother. That's all I got. No, I, I, uh, I handle sales and distribution um, and pretty much everything front facing. Okay, and how much older are you? Two and a half years. Wow. My brother's two and a half years older than me. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, Luke. <laughs> yeah. And so this other voice here is Luke. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm Luke Walker. I am the younger. I am also the uh, Star Wars theme name. Uh, in the family, and uh, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't so, put that together I'm before. Just, I'm just but I'm beating like, everyone else to the punch here. Yeah, thank so, you very yeah. much. Um, but your middle name is going to come up. So, <laughs> is your my middle name is not Sky? Okay, my Mike. parents didn't recognize. Uh, my dad was a history teacher at the time, and uh, he went into his class after my parents had had me, and they, his class asked, "What's your son's name?" And he told them, and they all start freaking out, and he's like, "What's what's going Luke on?" Walker, and they filled him in. He so. I don't know how they missed that, but, but he's think, thinking of legally changing it. I, I have been thinking about legally changing my middle name to Sky. Just, <laughs> I think you should. Yeah, yeah. just so because I get asked all the now? time. It's Talbot. Talbot. Yeah, little, not Sky. Little known fact: most of my friends don't know that. Yeah, not Sky. Luke Talbot Walker. I just think it would be gratifying to all when the people. people say, "Oh, is your middle name Sky?" Just say, "Yeah, it is." It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so Luke and Sam. Um, Two and a half years older, mm-hmm. and you're in sales, and you, uh, Luke, are in operations. The, the <laughs> you make it happen inside. Yeah, I do, I do the opposite. So um, originally a lot of recipe development and still still that, but now that's uh, transitioned into, you know, what does it look like to scale these recipes uh, to make them, uh, to replicate them at a yeah, commercial scale and... Uh, you know, have the same quality, and uh, in kombucha, that's a, that's a weird game, just because it's not like beer or wine, where there are these. There's this long history of commercial production that, uh, and like on online resources, or so it requires a lot of creativity to and trial build and your error. system. A lot of trial and error, and a lot of uh, mixing and matching in terms of we use beer equipment, we use wine equipment, we pick a bunch of 
different people's brains in order to come up with systems that work for us. So. That's pretty cool. So when you, um, when you first started like the, the company after like six months, how much, I mean, how, for, how long has the company been around? How long have you guys been doing this? Uh, about two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. Not, so, not yeah, so I'm, I'm like about to be born basically. <laughs> You're about to be born. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Okay. We, we launched in October of 2019. Wow, that which is we thought timing. was a great time. Uh, we thought yeah. it was a great yeah. time to launch yeah. in October. <laughs> we launched our uh, alcoholic line. Uh, I want to say March thirteenth yeah. of twenty twenty. Uh, yep, <laughs> which is the day. Which is the day that uh, the day, Trump declared yeah. a national state yeah. of emergency. That's the so day don't, I don't did blame my us. first podcast. Hey, hey all right. you're yeah. still here too. So yeah, uh, we congrats. we did our very first podcast on March. 13th, maybe it was the 12th. It's 12th or 13th, I don't know, one of those two days. That was Friday the 13th too, actually. The more dramatic I think it was a Friday that I did the first one because everybody was out there saying like that they canceled March Madness. Mm -hmm. They canceled the uh, baseball spring training. They paused the NBA season and they paused because I was looking for a hockey game that Thursday night and it was canceled. I can tell you we did not cancel our kombucha release party <laughs> we, we had no idea what was event. coming <laughs> <laughs> well there's like one person in the country that had it by then and we all yeah, freaked yeah. out i mean yeah. yeah it was a crazy time man it was so you guys released your alcoholic kombucha and you threw a you throw the party uh it was in east nashville at our um the print shop that we use for for apparel called friendly arctic cool Should give a shout out to the local print shop i like yeah. it okay yeah. so how much were you producing like I said, six months into doing this, how much were you producing and what are you doing now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> well, to put it in perspective in terms of what our production vessels looked like, our fermenters at the time were, uh, we had about 20 or so 60-gallon uh, fermenters that we were using. Okay. Um, and that was for our non-alcoholic line. And so now we ferment that same product in... 1200 gallon fermenters so so it's going um, well it's going well yeah, it's, we're, uh, we were probably doing 100 to 200 cases a case is 24 cans uh 100 to 200 cases a, a month a when, month when, i was like when, a when day small. when everything okay, closed when everything closed down and yeah. now we're doing well over you know uh almost 2000 a month okay well that's incredible yeah yeah, yeah lots of growth so this thing is going nuts i i'm a sober guy Right, so I love kombucha. I found kombucha when I stopped drinking mm -hmm. uh, because that's just, I don't, I don't know why. I think there's like this, the energy in the world says, you should drink kombucha. You don't drink anymore, and you just do. Um, but I didn't even know there was like alcoholic kombucha, mm -hmm. but it's blown up. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting category. It's uh, definitely on the West Coast, it's, it's very established now. And so when, when we were launching... Um, there wasn't really like a Southeast, um, player yet. And that's, that's what prompted us to actually give this business a go is we, we saw this big white space and, uh, we had been dabbling with making this at home for a couple of years actually, uh, before we had ever heard of it being a thing just for personal reasons. Cause yeah, we're, we're big craft beer people, but, um, we both have fairly sensitive guts, so we would drink kombucha a lot of times after having beer. And then kind of one day just thought, oh. Does that help? Uh, it, it does um, to a degree, yeah. It's it's kind of like if you've ever – have you ever had an apple cider vinegar tonic? Like, uh, Not, not like 
so that I could discernibly talk about. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I used to have pretty bad acid reflux, and uh, in part, it just has to do with diet. You know, my my diet wasn't great at the time, and but uh, one, I started taking prescription medicine for it, and I saw like a voice therapist too, and wasn't making much progress. And then were you were you in singing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I, yeah, I, I was much more interested in like singer songwriter um, world at that time, and that was a challenge. But um, I came across a forum online that was talking about how helpful apple cider vinegar can be, and I was like, you know what, I've got nothing to lose here, and um, didn't taste great, but I was amazed with uh, just how much yeah it relieved my symptoms and. Um, kind of putting it in perspective now, I understand a bit more of what's what's going on there, but um, apple cider vinegar and then kombucha also, which share some of the properties, are both alkalizing uh, in your system when you consume them. And you're... Uh, what does that guy, mean? Basically, it's like most... I alkalizing <laughs> very often. M- most foods that your body wants to be at a certain pH, like certain balance, okay. and it's, that's slightly alkaline. And most foods that we eat, and definitely alcohol, um, and yeah, most foods that we eat, really, unless we're eating super healthy, um, which most of us don't, tend to be acidifying to your system. Um, And so, drinks like kombucha or apple cider vinegar help kind of gear back towards that that balance that your body actually desires. And um, so, because beer is definitely acid producing. Uh, we were seeing some benefits from drinking kombucha afterwards. And okay, so how did it work? You guys were testing this out because you're a singer and you have mm-hmm. this this uh, acid reflux. Mm-hmm. And you guys liked did your craft beer. Guys, your history, craft beer, Sam, did you work yeah, in that industry? I did, yeah, yeah. So um, I started in a craft bottle shop here in town um, called The Filling Station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. The, is that an Edley's thing? Uh, it, it was, Is that, but now yeah, it's owned we'll, by uh, Brandy and Brian, who okay. came over from Yazoo. They're an awesome couple. Um, yeah. So started there and just fell in love with beer and uh, went from there to work with Scott, who started Honky Tonk Brewing Company. Um, so I ran the sales over there um, and then went to Lippman Brothers from there as a portfolio manager. Lippman Brothers is a distribution company. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, for, yeah, familiar with Lippman. Big Green Trucks. Big Green Trucks. Yep. So worked over there for a while. Um, so I, I had my whole goal was to work in the whole three tier system. So to work for a retailer, uh, a producer, or a, a brewer, and then a, a distributor, um, and that's generally the tier relationship that you need to uh, play the game in this industry uh, legally. So <laughs> interesting. But so we were moonshining for a while okay. out, of our, out of our cupboard. Yeah. 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 And then out of a garage. Well, we weren't selling anything, but we were. We were definitely. Whose idea was it to like? turn this thing into something that you guys do together, like into a business, the Walker brothers kombucha. How, like was it sitting around drinking beer one night and somebody's like, we should do this. Like, no, seriously, man. Like let's do this. Like how did that go? Well, I think both of us have always been a bit, uh, we both had the entrepreneur spirit, but I don't think we necessarily envisioned working together, but then we started living together and that, that was w- an initial piece of the puzzle, I think. Um, so at first I was, I'm always one to mess around with strange experiments at home, like food experiments particularly. Okay. And 
I would recruit Sam's help with that as often <laughs> as I could. And do you yeah. like things that are like super spicy? I do. I love. I love. I love spice. Yeah, we both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's one of those people that he like eats fire. He's like, this isn't hot. I'm like, that's literally on fire. He's like, yeah, I can't feel it. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I feel it. I get the full yeah. under eye sweat. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I have to like train. Feeling. I have to like train. I have to eat spicy stuff for like weeks before I go hang out with him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I mean, spice is great. Yeah. yeah I know. I, I love I, it too. I, I like sometimes I, I feel like. I need to lay off. I, I just put hot sauce on any meal that's not sweet inherently. It's like, oh, this calls for hot sauce. It's like, oh. Are you guys from Nashville? No. Uh, we're from Boston, Massachusetts. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't, Born and I, raised. I didn't, how come I didn't get that yeah. in your... Jamaica Plain. You don't have that. I, you don't have the accent. <laughs> it can. Maybe it'll come out later. Maybe it'll come out later after a couple... Kombuchas. Yeah. yeah exactly. Which thank you guys for you've brought in some kombuchas for me to try. And right now I'll let the listeners know I am drinking the blueberry jasmine. Oh yeah. Kombucha, which apparently is this is a non alcoholic version. Correct. That's our, our top seller for our non alcoholic flavors. I um, love this. Thank you. This is Thanks. delicious. And all it is is exactly what the uh the name says. So all all of the tea in our base kombucha is gonna be a blend of uh, green, black, and jasmine tea. Uh, and then in that flavor, we add whole blueberries in there. We don't even juice them. We wow. let the low pH of the kombucha just kind of leach out the juice naturally, uh, which makes it a little more delicate and a little less sweet. Uh, and then we add a second edition of, of jasmine tea. But we put it in cold like you would for iced tea. Okay. Let's educate the listeners now. Mm-hmm. Um Let's talk about how you make kombucha. Let's talk about what it is. I think there are people out there that still don't understand. You said there's three different types of tea. Yeah. The process. And, <laughs> and then there's something called SCOBY. Yeah. SCOBY, yeah. S-C-O-B-Y, right? Yeah. yeah. And I read that this is, <laughs> that you inherited your aunt's SCOBY. Yeah. Yep. How the hell is that even, like, does she just have, like, a jar of SCOBY laying around? Like, I've had this for 50 years, and I'm going to bequeath it to you how do you inherit a bacteria is that a bacteria it's bacteria and yeast so scoby is an acronym and it stands for symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast um so basically there you go in order to brew kombucha you need both yeast and bacteria um people often tout kombucha for probiotics probiotic bacteria yeah but there's yeast in the the picture too and that's really essential for the bacteria to do its job they've got a yeah symbiotic relationship there's a symbiotic relationship there (laughs) and we can rewind kombucha is fermented tea yeah okay yeah Yeah, so that's so there's (laughs) yeah starting boom starting there fermented tea so you're making Mm -hmm. tea you're adding scoby and fruit yeah so i can walk you through the the process basically like it's as if you're making a large batch of sweet tea, which we think is kind of fun since we're doing this in the South. We're sure. like, yeah, you know, this isn't this isn't too far off. But, um, yeah, it's kind of like sweet tea meets, meets moonshine. Go to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> get the sweet tea, and start brewing kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you need a good quality organic tea um, just because you don't want any sort of artificial flavorings to be in there. Sure. The culture will not like that. But... So you steep a large batch of tea, if you were to do this at home, um, and then you cool it down. Well, while it's still hot, you, you add in cane sugar. Um, 
that's traditionally the fermentable. Um, and you cool it down to uh, like below 80 degrees, which is a temperature that the yeast and bacteria can be happy at. Basically anywhere between 75 and 80 is ideal. Okay. Um, and then you can add your SCOBY to this sweet tea. Um, How much SCOBY? It looks, what does it look? Is it like a so gel? SCOBY is a really confusing term because it actually um, is simultaneously referring to two things. Usually when people talk about, oh, I'm, you know, my neighbor's giving me a SCOBY and I'm going to start brewing kombucha, that is actually the byproduct of kombucha, which is, yeah, it's like this uh, it's like cellulose sort of uh, um, texture. Uh, it looks like a frisbee. <laughs> it okay. looks like a pancake, kind of. It looks like a of, pancake. Yeah. Ma- made out of, like, um, cellulose. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of, it's got this whitish, glossy look to it, but then it'll also have, oftentimes, like, streaks of, of brown or tan, which um, is basically visible yeast. Um, because this, again, is this relationship. So Symbiotic. Um, it, it's symbiotic, yeah. Yes. Um, but what the mo- the most important thing to know about uh kombucha really if you're going to brew it and like what a scoby really is is uh that symbiotic uh bacteria and yeast is actually present in the fermented liquid and that's what's most essential to brew kombucha safely and consistently is basically once you have that sweet tea you're ready to ferment it you need to add at least 10% of the total volume um, with kombucha that's already been fermented and is down to a pretty low pH, uh, and that will contain the bacteria and the yeast in it. So you really? don't, yeah. So you don't actually need that pancake-like cellulosey bizarre disc that everyone talks about. Um, All you have to do is just add kombucha to it. Yeah. So you could go to the store, and if you were able to find a um, unflavored kombucha. I mean, you could do it with a flavored one realistically, but, uh, ideally unflavored. Um, and you just open that up and if you poured it into a batch of sweet tea, you'd made at home. As long as you've got at least 10% of the total volume, it'll make kombucha. Um, how long, uh, at home, you know, the culture takes a little while to develop. So sometimes the first couple batches can be a struggle, but <laughs> once you get things going, um, seven to 10 days is, is a good estimate. It kind of, it depends on temperature. Will that create a, airflow. um, a zero proof or will that create an alcohol? Version? You know, if, so that's a good question. Home brewing, you're pretty much going to hit right around 1% alcohol, uh, more often than not that I would guess that that's an average hmm. ABV of a homebrew, which in terms of how you digest that it's, it still is going to land like a non-alcoholic beverage but um it's actually pretty hard to brew kombucha um to meet that uh 0.5 percent alcohol standard so i know people are lobbying for the laws to be changed around that just because naturally kombucha is closer to like one or 1.5 percent um and that's oftentimes when you get the most benefits of kombucha too huh so that's interesting but yeah starter liquid is what they call that so starter, starter liquid, liquid is also SCOBY technically, but uh, starter liquid is what is really essential to brew kombucha. And then you'll wind up, once you've brewed it, with that SCOBY disc as a byproduct. So. 
And you can just keep that as a souvenir? You can keep it as a souvenir. You can keep it in there for the next batch, and it does help um, as well just because it's more of that bacteria and yeast culture. So so where can I buy this product? Where do you have it around town? Our um, favorite retailer to taunt is always uh, the Turnip Trucks. They were, you know, our first account. Um, so we're always trying to give them give them some love. Uh, so I love it. Kim over there at uh, the Turnip Truck. Yeah, they're they're great. Um, so you can find the non-alcoholic products there. Uh, we we have about the high la- gravity too. Last year we sold into six hundred retail partners. Um, wow! So we're kind of all over the place, especially in Nashville. The alcoholic product you can get at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, um, Total Wine. So we we have gotten it, and now Kroger, which is pretty exciting. So it's actually it's at huge. The, the Kroger right down the street from here. Across, yeah, across the street. Are you yeah. guys? In more states? We are. Mm-hmm. We're in uh, seven states right now. Wow. So that's massive growth. You guys are doing great. I assume you're going to need to grow facilities here some, sometime soon. Is yeah. that a thing that's happening? Yeah. Very very much so uh, pending right now. We're, we're working on that. We have a, another space that we found in uh, northeast Nashville. Right now we're based near the airport. Okay. Um, and right now we're in kind of a business park. It's, uh, it's a off like Elm Hill or something. It's uh, off of Donaldson Pike. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's a funny setup there. It's kind of like office and then blown out into warehouse in the back. It's a business park. Yeah, it's a business. It's a business park. Yeah. yeah. And, and where's and the new spot gonna be? It's a standalone uh, new build warehouse. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. So currently we have about 3,000 square feet of warehouse and everything is just stacked on top of each other. <laughs> it's it's, it's very big. insane. No, no, it's pretty tight. The, the new <laughs> space is 20,000 square feet. So it's yeah. uh, a big level up for sure. So yeah. who's distributing your prize? It, do you work with Littman Brothers? We do work with Littman, yeah, in East Tennessee. Okay. Um, and then here in Nashville, we work with Bounty Bev. Excellent. Yeah. They distribute the likes of like Jackalope uh, is their biggest brand, Tennessee Brew Works. So some good awesome. local players in there. So if I was a restaurant owner and I wanted to, to sell your kombucha at my restaurant, I would need to call Bounty Bev and say, hey, and you they have both the alcoholic and the, and the non-alcoholic? Mm-hmm. That's correct. It's plentiful. It's, it's available everywhere, and there's so many supply gaps and things. Like, there's no problem getting it? Not right now. The only problem like, is, knock our, on wood. is our yeah. constraint of uh, doing a, a build-out during – you know, this time of life when the economy and uh, equipment lead times are all over the place. Wow. And Nashville's booming right now. So Nashville's we're not the only ones trying to build things, you know? Yeah, I um, know. It's it's yeah. crazy what's happening to this city. How long have yeah. you lived here? I've I've only lived here for five years, actually, so I'm still pretty fresh. Well, um, that's that's, that's longer. More, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of yeah more, more senior than some. But, uh, yeah, I we both live in East Nashville. And yeah, I've been here since 2010. Do you still live together? No. Right right before we launched the business, I was still living with Sam and, uh, in his house, and I was made a judgment call of, uh, you know, this is this is going to be a bit much if uh, we're living together. And living together, this. working together. Yep, yep. Are either of you married? I am married. You are yeah. married. Yep. So you guys are attractive young men out here. You're owning a business. Nashville's a good place to be. Yeah. For you. <laughs> for Luke, Luke, the younger brother, is single. Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, I, I, What's I your don't. story? No, I'm wow. single. Wow, completely. 
Single and ready to mingle. I'm single. I, I just need to be more emotionally available, I guess. That's... <laughs> My brain's pretty consumed <laughs> by this project. Was, it, was this told to you by somebody? Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> How many times? Like, no. uh, seems to be a common no, line I've I'm heard. Pl- no, I'm playing uh, it up. <laughs> so, Sam, how long have you been married? Um, one year in April. Uh, it was, was it? supposed to be two years, but uh, pandemic. We had a, the pandemic, we postponed our wedding three times. We're actually <laughs> having a one-year anniversary wedding celebration in like two and a half weeks, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. That's awesome. We, we ended up flying out to... Sedona, Arizona, and Luke, and both our parents came. My wife Mackenzie's an, an only child and got married out in the desert. It was great. Wow, that's fantastic. It was pretty cool. That's so fun. Yeah. One year. Wow. The pandemic is just the craziest time, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day that I thought there's so many more amazing things that came out of the pandemic. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of death and a lot of things that are just horrible, but I talked to so many people who are like true innovators and true leaders that those people saw this pandemic and like almost as an opportunity because the level of busy that you are right now is kind of where we were at in the industry before this thing hit. I mean, 2019 going into 2020 was like, holy shit, here we go. Mm -hmm. This is going to be amazing. And then we, every single person had this just massive thing. It wasn't like it was one segment of the industry. I mean, it was every single person and not even in our country, like in the world, all of a sudden had to like shut down. And I've often talked about this, that there's no book that says how to lead a company or how to grow during a pandemic. But I think the people that were so damn busy, like the visionaries that just have ideas all the time, the entrepreneurs who just hustle saw that as an opportunity to go, wow, we're going to get so much stuff done because I have time. Mm -hmm. Like when have you ever had three months where somebody said you have to stay at home. Yeah. Like what can I get accomplished during this time? Did you guys feel, I mean, I know you launched your alcohol Mm -hmm. version of it, like the day that like this whole thing started. Yeah. Like through that, like, did you guys come up with any amazing ideas or what did you do during the pandemic? The brothers will answer that question and many more after this word from our sponsors. What chefs want has been serving the Nashville restaurant community for over 15 years. During that time, they've worked tirelessly to be, well, what chefs want. Seven-day deliveries, no fuel charges, 24-7 customer care, unparalleled availability, and they'll split almost everything they sell. If you're the kind of person that wants to see what's new when it comes in stock, you should follow them on the socials at whatchefswant and sign up to be a customer at whatchefswant.com. Hey, everybody. Today, we're talking about my good friend, Ben Ellsworth and GigPro. After years of spending too much time and money on useless staffing software, Ben Ellsworth knew something had to change. So out of necessity, GigPro was born. GigPro is the on-demand marketplace for hospitality staffing. They're changing the way people work and hire If you download the GigPro app today, you can get the help you need. GigPro has an exclusive promo offer for Nashville Restaurant Radio listeners. Sign up at go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z. And make sure that you use that code. I want them to know that you came from Nashville Restaurant Radio. That again is go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z. That code will get you your first gig 
for free, up to $200. Go check them out right now. Did you guys feel, I mean, I know you launched your alcohol mm-hmm. version of it like the day that like this whole thing started. Yeah. Like through that, like did you guys come up with any amazing ideas or what did you do during the pandemic? Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. Um, we were both just flying by the seat of our pants and uh, being really reactive, I'd say, um, in the pandemic, at least the beginning of it, um, forced us to pause and it became a really uh, street strategic time of, um, I guess, reorienting part of our business model and um, developing a strategic plan for how are we going to pivot. And the main pivot we made was to focus more on uh, our direct-to-consumer presence instead of um, wholesale because our wholesalers were pretty shut down and retailers yeah. were pretty shut down. But if we could still get our product in front of the consumer, uh, then we could, then we could continue to grow. Uh, so I think that was, that was very beneficial. Uh, the way that we ended up doing that was creating, leaning more into e-commerce. We did local free local delivery all the way out to Franklin. That you guys uh, were doing yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as well as a couple employees. Okay. Uh, so we were doing that and then we signed up for literally every farmer's market that we could. So we were participating in about seven or eight at one point. And that was just people felt safer shopping outside. And that was a way that we could actually be in front of the consumer instead of, uh, since we didn't have a tap room or anything like that, we really had no way to contact our consumer and be like, Hey, this is who we are. This is what we want to do. Uh, will you be a part of this? Yeah. And also I think, tell me if this is a byproduct of that, but you really got to connect with the people during a time where nobody was me. I got to connect with some people doing this podcast, but when you're at farmer's markets and people see you, that it, it's so hyper focused how local you are mm-hmm. that I'm at this farmer's market. We're right here in Nashville. We're making this kombucha. It's not, I don't think of the big brands you buy at Kroger, but you're letting people know. I mean, you're building that almost that reputation Yeah, for who you are. Yeah. And shout out to, uh, our sales guy, Taylor Martin, there, he, he did a lot of that groundwork of um, getting us established at farmer's markets and uh, helping get those delivery routes established, too. And um, it, he, he was really, I think, the face of the brand uh, during that time while we were just trying to get organized on the back end, a, a lot of it, you know, for how we gonna how we going to roll with these punches, you know. How do you guys work together? I mean, if I worked with my older brother, we would be fighting mm-hmm. all the time. We're, we couldn't be more the same, but more the different at the same time. Do you guys fight? That, that makes sense. We're, I think we're we're similar in that way, and that on the surface we've got a ton in common. And uh, you know, we'll walk into a restaurant ten minutes apart and order the same exact thing, and it happens all the time. But uh, we we argue, and I think we're still learning the answer to that question of how to work together. But I, I feel like we've uh, created a symbiotic work relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah. We are a SCOBY. Who's bacteria? Uh, I'll, I'll be bacteria and Luke <laughs> can be yeast. Sure. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think it's nice that we're both kind of handling front end and back end. Um, kind of each that, have your own yeah, yeah, own spot yeah. of the warehouse. Actually, that's a, Creates you, nice, you, nice space for sure. And our, our business partner, Caroline, uh, she's kind of right in the middle of that. Um, so she kind of ties together front end and back end by managing uh, operations and fundraising and um, 
being a referee. Uh, being a referee, yeah. In the There's metaphor, she would be the oxygen or the airflow. You know, that's yeah. Back to, really, back to the metaphor. Really going for it. Yeast, bacteria, and <laughs> airflow. Yeah, yeah, essential. I think on your business cards it should yeah. say that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Chief Yeast. Hashtag <laughs> like, open I'm, ferment. I'm the oxygen in this <laughs> yeah, relationship. I like, that. like yeah. just be like a couple of people. People, you'd have to explain that to everybody yeah. what that meant. Yeah. And it's just, it's an icebreaker. That's kind of you COO, chief oxygen yeah. officer. Yeah. 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 That's kind of good. And that people are like, what does that mean? COO. You're like, well, I have brothers who own the company and sometimes they like to fight. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can work with my brother. I think, I think it's very admirable that you guys do. I think, I think we've made significant strides. I would say it was a lot harder at first. And that's, I'm glad that we were living separately. Is that you got your own that, place? That time. But yeah. But like at first, you know, when, when the day-to-day was um, so much overlapping, you know, because yeah. we, we were just getting this thing started. Uh, we have very different work styles, so then there was a lot of stepping on each other's toes, a lot of arguing, and now that we have more distinct positions and roles, like there are plenty of days where our jobs are going to require us to talk with each other, but we're actually off doing But you know things. what your job is. You can, you yeah. can essentially say stay in your lane. Yeah, 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 and you know you have your lane, and you know when you step into his lane that could be end up a certain way. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love that your motto, right? So your motto being a family culture. Is that am I wrong with that? No, you that's, got it. You got it. So a family culture is just is it obviously there's a metaphor here that we've oh, been yeah. talking about the symbiotic relationship, um, but I also love this, and I wrote this down because this is if you go to um, the walkerbrothers.com drinkwalkerbrothers.com drinkwalkerbrothers.com which i uh, i was able to visit from a very quick google search and when it talks about their motto it says a family culture it refers to uh, family origins but you also have um that you have a commitment to treating your employees your customers and business partners and the planet with respect i I love that you put that as like, that's who we are. Why is that so important to you? Because you put your business partners. And that, that, that was the one to me. Obviously, people hear customers and they hear their planet and employees. Mm-hmm. But business partners, that's the one to me that I really smiled when I saw that. Yeah, I think that our business partners, you can look at it uh, a lot of ways. It can be uh, internally our co-owners um it can be our equity shareholders um but first and foremost to me what i think of is our retail partners and our our wholesale partners uh and we wouldn't be here without them um just someone the, the first retailer that took a shot on our product that's what got this whole snowball uh moving downhill and that was the um turnip truck yeah the turnip truck and actually the post uh, which is yeah, yeah. used to be over in East Rest Nashville. In it's it's now Frothy Monkey East, but Tanya over at the Post. Uh, shout out to her. I'm sure I'm, she's probably listening. <laughs> uh, so definitely, no i I think that so many people have this forward facing. Um, be great, you know. We want to be great to our customers and great to our employees. It's like, yeah, but there's a lot of other people that mm-hmm. you have to work definitely. with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see more companies say. We treat our business partners with respect. Yeah, yeah. The, food, the food and bev scene in Nashville is 
I mean, it is a family. It is. Yeah. And like, there's, uh, you know, I work with a lot of broadline uh, food vendors and different people uh, in my two restaurants, as well as just negotiating for other people. And it's amazing the distrust oh, yeah. that so many people have in so many other companies. If you're a restaurant, do you trust Cisco or Gordon or, or U.S. Foods or whoever you're using? Well, they're always trying to, like, there's this battle between the two. And it's like, I want to figure out a way to, like, the, where most companies can respect each other. But I love the fact yeah. that you guys said... Because that, that's how we win, right? Yeah, we win totally. when we treat people the way we'd want to be treated. Yep. I think it's kind of like we talk a fair amount about like scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset and like how, how you're um, engaging with another person. Are you expecting them to, you know, take something from you or potentially give something to you? And um, I think it's really helpful to subscribe to the mentality that this person has something – um, to offer me and not just, you know, financially or in terms of business, but like in terms of learning from them, uh, or potentially just like they say something funny and, and that improves my day. Uh, and in the same way I can give that little gift to someone else. So it's, it's very tangible. Like a lot of the work I do is ordering lots of things and I have to call people about equipment and stuff like that. And those conversations can go two ways. And, uh, you know, that's determined really quickly just by simple things like tone of voice and are you willing to veer off of just the baseline business of the conversation into a, a tangent that's maybe bizarre or um and it, it changes my day every time that, you know, I I get on the phone with someone in Massachusetts that I'm ordering cardboard case trays from and we just talk bizarre shop for 15 minutes which is longer than that call need to be but um there's something there that does have to do with respect in my mind yeah and at the end of the day business is uh i mean we happen to be in the business of kombucha but business is about relationship uh, and we just want to be bridge builders that's that's the hope yeah well, that's I mean, our logo actually your logo is oh, it is yeah, a bridge it's, it's meant to yeah. be a, a bridge yeah so the whole idea Loosely. of the no one like, can see the can right now. Okay, so I'm looking. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. your name, Walker Brothers, yes. is the bridge yes, over correct. the water. That's this is, I was like, it yeah. looks like water. That doesn't look like a bridge. The name is going. Yeah. Yep. So the whole the whole idea is to build a bridge, um, of kind of to create the picture of what uh, holistic health really looks like, and we want to be a bridge between what we've seen in craft beer. Uh, which is amazing communal health, bringing people together yeah. to enjoy a beverage and have vulnerable conversation, uh, hopefully, or just laugh a fun. bunch. Either way, <laughs> just have fun. Yeah. But we want to build, build a bridge with that communal health that we see. And, uh, and same in the restaurant industry. You know, it doesn't just have to be craft beer. Uh, and also with the picture of holistic health that we, that we know and love in kombucha, which is uh, self-health, uh, taking better care of the body. And I think when you when you put those two things together, uh, you're going to win every time. And that, that's, that's why we make both non-alc and alcoholic kombuchas. Um, I just think sometimes health can be d defined a little too narrow. Uh, we, you know, a, a beer or two and can really open up uh, conversation in a way that is super life giving in terms of. Uh, expression and uh, ha sure. having great conversations or, or whatever it may be. So, so you've your history, your craft beer history, and 
on your bio, if you go online, it says that you are a longtime natural food uh, innovator and enthusiast. <laughs> longtime natural food innovator. And I'm enthusiast. pretty. I'm pretty young, so I don't know about long time. But uh, I mean, <laughs> Tell me I guess I got started there. early. But I, the history there ties a bit to what I was. Just talking to, about earlier with, okay. uh, you know, I I was pretty driven uh, and musically and uh, hit some firm roadblocks uh, with my body, not wanting, you know, it didn't feel good to sing um, because are of... You, are you in a band right now? No, I'm not. No. I still play a bit of guitar and banjo and I, I still love writing songs. It's just, you know, different... Uh, different pots on the stove, you know, in terms of your creative outlet. Did but, you um, move to Nashville to do music? Was no, that ironically, thing? no, that's, I had kind of like, yeah, put music on the back burner and, and then I moved here, but I, I'm sure I have plenty of friends that, you know, uh, from college, especially that I don't think I've been in touch with closely. And they, I would imagine, presume that I'm here, like pursuing music, pursuing so, music. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Boston for the first time in my life in September of 2021. We had a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. That town is amazing, man. I guess whatever impression I had of Boston, I don't know. I had no idea what it was, but when I got there and we just, we just walked like all of, we stayed Mm -hmm. in the back Bay area and we just, but we went to a, we went to a Red Sox game and walked to Fenway park and like just the whole pageantry of, being there and the history of the city it's not like something you get in america mm-hmm. you know in america it's everything's pretty new but you go to europe yeah. and it's like what stayed in a hotel that was made in 1482 and you're like damn <laughs> here we just don't have that history i mean it's just crazy but boston it's amazing why why nashville uh yeah so after school i had moved back to boston actually initially um but a piece of it has to do with what we were just talking about with the scarcity abundance. Okay. Um, uh, I just found that even though I was from Boston, it, it was a bit, it felt a bit harder to, to break in and maybe it was a bias because I was from there. Um, but, uh, just in terms of that sort of level of mutual respect or trust right off the bat that you have with another person in visiting Nashville, I experienced a lot more of that ironically, even though I was a, Oh Yeah. Uh, you know, stranger traveling there. Um, and so I think that's why Nashville has been a great home for our business too, is just there's this level of trust and support right off the bat. And it's the mentality here seems to be more, you have my trust until you break it. And I would say in the Northeast, it's a bit more, you don't have my trust until you earn it, you know? And so. I would agree with that yeah. statement. And that's, I mean, there are pros and cons of, of both, you know, but uh, hmm. I, I felt invited into the culture here, I would say. What? Well, yeah, welcome. Weather, We're weather glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I look, I, I said on the podcast a little while ago, I said, um, I've got to find a kombucha company here locally because I, 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 I drink water and stuff in this too. I'm like, I get some local kombucha and then... Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of his name we had on the show, and he kept talking about you guys. Um, oh, that's Matt. sweet. Matt. Um, oh, from yeah, Maypop? From Maypop? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, no, 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 not, 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 not that. that Matt. But Matt from Maypop's been on the show. He's amazing. Yeah. Matt we, Leff? Matt Leff. Oh, Matt Leff yeah. is my boy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Leff was With telling Rizem, me about All these great yes. Matt's. Great guy. He yeah. was uh, my, my second interview 
ever on the show. That's awesome. Because cool. he lives like right down the street from me. And I was like, dude, come talk to me. And we, I like literally had a, a microphone in my bonus room. He was talking on his cell phone. I was holding the microphone, like the end of the speaker phone up to the, it's really, it was really bad <laughs> to start. And then I think he did his virtual beer tastings. Yeah. Kind of a similar way. Yeah. 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 He got super creative. It was awesome. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, so so Matt left from Rhizome Productions. Yeah, he's East the one Nashville who told me about Fest you. Is uh, right around the corner. I know. Yeah, Are you guys there? You guys have a whole thing. Are you? We will be there. You will yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. He's. I'm so excited they get to do those again. Same. Yeah. He was one of those people that when the whole thing started, I went. I want to know what the hell he's thinking because yeah. he does events and yeah. those are put on the shelf 100 percent right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was devastated. He was like, ah, I, I guess I'll deliver pizzas. Like I don't know. He did a good job pivoting uh, for, for creative virtual events. We took part in a couple of them, and it was, it was really cool. Yeah, he got a, a Chris Chamberlain gave him writer's pick for uh, best in Nashville. That's awesome. Nice. So I, I love that, too. Uh, good people in Nashville. Um, all right, man. So let's talk about how we get a hold of you guys. Instagram handles. Let's give any kind of plugs you want to do, and uh, we can get you guys out of here. <laughs> it's a busy. I know you guys are slammed right now, just all the time doing things. What's your Instagram, Sam? How do people? How do people follow you if they want yeah, to? Yeah, you just go to at Drinkwalker Brothers. That's it. That's it. That's the That's only it. Instagram out there. It is oh, at yeah. Drinkwalker <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brothers. Yep, and then the website is drinkwalkerbrothers.com. All right, and Luke. I mean, same thing. The same thing. Unless you don't you're, want unless everyone unless to you're trying to your go down a weird rabbit hole. That's what I was like. If you're listening to this and you're single and you really <laughs> dig emotionally unavailable men, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I won't. I, my emotions are there. There. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. If you want to follow a weird Instagram account, uh, Jerome Sanders uh, is. I guess technically it's a Finstagram account, but I didn't. I didn't learn that until. Last year when I learned. What is a Finstagram? It's a fake Instagram account. and But it, that was my first Instagram, and it still lives on. Maybe. Jerome at, Sanders? Jerome Sanders. At Jerome, J-E-R-O-M-E? Yeah. And who is Jerome Sanders? Um, is that your alter ego? Like I guess you go so. Places? Yeah, I, yeah. You don't want people to know that it's the Luke Walker? Yeah, it's it's. You don't want to deal with abstract the post Star maybe Wars once questions. a year, once or twice a year. So if you're about, in, if you're into um, that sort of thing, with Scotty Pippen or yeah, Biscotti Pippen is another. I guess fin, I guess I'm more of a Instagram guy, but uh, Biscotti Pippen. <laughs> if you a, go a to that account, athlete. That one is definitely. There hasn't been a post in a while, but yeah, the the you description go do that. is a breakfast athlete, Biscotti Pippen. <laughs> if it was truly naturally, it'd be Biscotti Pippen Junior. Oh, yeah, by yeah, the way, because yeah. yeah. that's true. That that would that should be your Nashville one, but it's okay. But it's the okay. one that's important yeah, I mean, is I got, at Drinkwalker Brothers. That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the important one. <laughs> yeah. And if you if you own a restaurant, you have a restaurant, and you would like to sell Walker Brothers, either the zero proof kombucha, or if you want to sell the hard kombucha, mm-hmm. uh, what are all the flavors that you guys have? Just let's just let everybody know. Yeah. So for the non alcoholic kombucha, we have four core flavors. Um, they consist of ginger, blueberry, jasmine. We also have a citrus flavor, which is grapefruit, lemon, lime, and mint from Bloomsbury Farm. Ooh, and then uh, we have a cucumber melon flavor, which is cucumber and honeydew. So those are the non-alcoholic flavors. We also do fun collaborations. We have one out right now called Booster, which is a collaboration with the Urban Juicer based off one of their juices. 
Um, and then for, we, and we have one coming up with barista parlor, which is going to be pretty cool. Uh, it's going to be a coffee, strawberry kombucha. Ooh. And that's yeah. not alcoholic too. Yeah. We've been trying yeah. to get into this, uh, <laughs> this coffee thing where, you know, a lot of coffees will have these natural berry flavors, especially light roast coffee, uh, coming forward. And so pair oh, yeah. with a berry. And then for the alcoholic kombucha, we have a dry hopped flavor, which is just dry hopped with uh, hops that you would find in beer. Uh, we love citra as a hop, so that's what we dry hopped with. Watermelon lime, which is watermelon and lime juice, uh, which we source from California. And then we also have a ginger flavor, which is Peruvian ginger root. Um, we have a couple new flavors coming out here soon. The next one is going to be blueberry juniper which is blueberries and juniper berries uh, with oak chips. So we're trying to make a play with uh, at, at like gin botanicals. Uh, so that's going to be one that's coming out in the next couple months to keep your eyes out for. And we have a bi-monthly rotator flavor, which always changes. Um, and we love to make that a collaborative flavor where we're collaborating with other businesses featuring products that are currently, or products and like fruit and herbs that are currently in season. So a lot of juggling. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who comes up with these ideas and these flavor combinations? Do you, do people like submit them or is this like you guys sitting around and you're like, some of them, some of them are, we did these it's two more, things it's more together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, for the rotators. It's, it's definitely, um, a group effort and kind of like, we're, I think we're down to give anything a go. Have you ever made one that was horrible? If you're like, had like, dude, let's put like tropical. Yeah. Tropical. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. The, it was kind of like if, if you're cooking at home and, um, you know, something starts to veer in a direction that you're not really sure about, so you just keep adding more. That's what tropical was. It was so and bad. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like, like, the, just like the what is even in here anymore? <laughs> like, you can't distinguish any flavor because there's so much. I think it was the second release of our Rotator series. Yeah. But you actually did release uh, it? No, we, not really. We, we released release part of it, it and then yeah. we're like, this we is bad. We pulled it back because we're yeah. like, we don't like this. We don't want to stand by this. <laughs> but since then, uh, everything's been good. <laughs> but that one was bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh. But some of the flavors are pretty OG. Like, they go back to the garage days for us, which, um, like, watermelon lime. Actually, the three high-gravity Watermelon lime flavors. just seems like a porch pounder. Oh, that you is know, like, is. you're just yeah. going to sit on a hot day, and you could just chug this stuff. Yeah, it's it a 10 out of 10 easy. on the crushability index. Is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Shout out to Timmy, uh, our buddy yeah. Timmy Judge. He invented that index. He invented, yeah. So, basically. I didn't he, even know that was a thing. Yeah, he used what to sell it? beer, and he would say he would go into accounts and be like, "Yeah, this is a uh, nine point five out of ten on the on the CE," and they're like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, CI, CI. <laughs> the crushability <laughs> indicator." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and so we, <laughs> in making both the non-alk and the alcoholic kombucha, that was a pretty uh, important priority for us. Is crushability. I, I think the other fun thing to uh, talk about is we're going to be really featuring a lot. More small batch, limited release, one-off flavors. We're actually opening a tap room, so we're super stoked about that. You're opening it in your new, at the new place? That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we're going to have a 2,000-square-foot tap room with a nice outdoor concept as well, uh, and that's going to allow us a lot of freedom to continue to draw outside the lines. Um, we're also doing barrel-aged kombuchas now, which we're putting in... Um, Bottles that look more reminiscent to wine bottles, so larger format bottles, 500 milliliters. Um, okay. And yeah. those are all... With alcohol. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are really fun because they kind of, uh, 
we're kind of toying with um, the lines between different beverage categories where a yeah. lot a lot of these will come across tasting a bit natural wine like uh, but in terms of ABV they're landing between like seven and eight percent um, okay and then they do have a kombucha thing going on of course but they've been resting in barrels for like about a year so it's wow. it's pretty cool it's 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 definitely a fun project for us to feel like we're pushing some boundaries is it all cans so that series of barrel be bottles series is bottles mm-hmm. but everything else do you do draft we all mm-hmm. yeah we do we do kegs as well you do so kegs so a, a if i'm out there could order a keg and put us on tap that's correct yeah okay because i have we have may pop on tap at the green hills grill oh yeah but uh maybe they're rotating out I, I think to do different kind of kombuchas would be really fun too sorry matt um, <laughs> like, he does cans now too which is fun yeah, you know so we does. do different things yeah. but That's obviously great. restaurants supporting local people are going to be asking for it um thank you guys so much for taking the time to be here today yeah. the last thing the last thing that we have you do and you guys can do this together or separate however you want to do it. i don't there's no rules is that uh, you guys get to take us out so whatever you want to say as long as you want to say it the open mic to you, you could say nib high football rules. I don't care. Do you get that reference? Uh, I don't. Okay. No. Nobody does. It's an Adam yeah, Sandler. Did you date yourself a bit? Yes. Oh, I date myself all the time. Nice. Jen. So Jen uh, Ichikawa is my co-host. She was unable to be here today at this time. And uh, she has twin brothers named Ben and Jerry. So she oh, would wow. love the That's name awesome. thing. We would, she would have been all over this. Yeah. Oh, is nib high football rules. Is that Billy Madison? Yes. Okay. Ah. Yeah. At the end, where he's where he's trying to solve the equation, doesn't know what to say, and he's like, "Nib high football yeah. rules." Yes. yes. The yes. very end, okay. he's like, "We are now Everyone, dumber yeah, for what you just room. said." Yes. He goes, at the end, he goes, "Nib high football rules," and, and they all cheer. Everyone freaks out. Yes. Okay, I'm there with you. Yeah. Like you can say it, whatever you. I don't care whatever it you say. I love that movie. Oh so man, good. I feel so yeah. validated right now. Oh, yeah. Because I used to say like Jerry's final thought style, and everybody's like, nobody knows what that means, man. Jerry Springer at the end of his show would do like a Jerry's final thought. And yeah. now everybody who listens knows, but I'm going a completely different route. Finish the show. You guys say whatever you want. The, 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 the mic is yours. As long as you want to say whatever, whatever you want to say. Did you take us out? Oh, me first. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I would say now more than ever, given what we're all seeing with COVID world and um, all the difficulties of life is um, just what we were talking about with respect. It's like, man, if you're going to live an enjoyable life, it, it really does require respecting yourself for sure, but also respecting other people and, uh, and just accepting the, the lack of control of, of it all and the beauty of that, the beauty of, uh, how that can be a blessing and also very stressful. But, um, that's been on my mind a lot recently in the, in the past few years here. So, uh, yeah, trust the process. That's what, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And I'd say, uh, love your neighbor. And then on the Adam Sandler front, O'Doyle rules. (laughs) There you go. I, so, you know, it's widely known here on the show that I'm an alcoholic, but the, the thing I think you're talking about just now, and I don't ever reply to these, but this is, this is normally I go, thank you guys. We're good. The serenity prayer yeah, is yep. just so 
was one of those things that we always, we always say, you know, God, grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change. And you say it almost as like you're regurgitating this this phrase, but if you stop and you think that, you go, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, it will change your life if you freaking do that. And the yep. wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, yeah. the courage yeah. to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference, right? But like, yep. So many people lose their minds over shit they can't control. Yeah. And it's like, you will live a happier, healthier, wealthier life if you just stop worrying about stuff that you can't control. Let yeah. go. I yeah. mean, just let it go. And, and now and, is the time. I mean, if there's ever been an invitation, at least in my lifetime, and I think most of listeners here, uh, we, we have this invitation loud and clear every day right now, just with how many things are clearly out of our hands. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also just uh, another, so I'm just thinking of outros now, sorry. <laughs> good, no, it's good. I just want to say Bring the, it. the Nashville food and beverage scene for being so receptive of what yeah. we're doing. It's, yeah, honestly. It's pretty incredible. Um, I couldn't think of starting this company and doing what we're doing in any other city. So, Well, I love that. Well, hopefully it grows across the entire country and so proud to have you guys here in Nashville doing this. I love that you guys are not, born and raised you know, from here, but you're here and there's a different, there's different things. People can come to Nashville from other cities. And while there's people that say, Oh, California, New York, but like when you come to Nashville and you adopt and you like come into this community, it's not just about what you can take. It's also what you give back. Mm-hmm. And the, it doesn't matter where you're from. I've never seen anybody come from any other place that didn't immediately come in and be welcomed with open arms. that didn't give. And it, like, it's just this thing the the whole community is so welcoming to so many people that you can't just come in and take and then take and be gone. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. all about giving and respect and being kind. Like you said, just being kind. And it's a, it's a really unique place to be honored to have you guys here and be a part of it. Thank you for coming today. You're off the hot seat. <laughs> thank you. Thank, yeah. <laughs> all, right, for hosting. all right. Big thank you to Sam and Luke the uh, Walker brothers for joining us in studio and Diana, uh, she, she didn't get any love. Diana was in the studio also who does their PR. She was sitting next to me kind of giggling throughout um, Luke's admission of his emotional unavailability, man, that was hilarious. Uh, So much fun with those guys. If you're out anywhere and you want something that's good for you, that's healthy. See if you can get a Walker brothers kombucha, ask people for it. Remember, they're distributed by Bounty Beverage. You can get them right now at uh, Whole Foods, at the Turnip Truck. You can also get them any urban juicer. And uh, good people, man. Good people. Glad to have them here in Nashville. And glad to have you, the listener, here. Uh, this episode is going to be going out on a Sunday afternoon pretty early. And I hope that you're a subscriber. And I hope that you're enjoying this beautiful weather. I took a hike this morning. It was amazing back into it had so much fun listening to my buddy eric cacciatore on his podcast restaurant unstoppable if you don't listen to that you should check that one out too it's a really good one i hope that you guys are being safe and hope that you have a massively wonderful week we'll be back on friday with kayla ellis uh wow what a fun interview that was too okay have a great week stay safe love you guys